want my vagina bones, damn it! July 27th, 2022, and this is Rare Encounter, encounter number 107, and measuring the lag in my peanut butter, I'm Abel Kirby. And smoking Frank Zappa's ashes, I'm Cold Assets. You gotta put them in the rolling papers, roll them up, and smoke them, man. That's how you do it. You get the Papers made of mushrooms. <laughs> papers made of mushrooms, yeah, yeah, that's the Zappa juice, I think, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Is Could that be. Is that a good uh, something a follower of Zapper Zappa would do? I thought he didn't I, do a I lot would of think drugs. The, I would think the Zap the Zappa juice is what the uh, is what the lady groupies were getting. <laughs> if you know what I mean, Ooh. wink, wink. <laughs> the Zappa juice, man. Open your mouth. We're spraying Zappa juice. Lude. Well, there's all kinds of stuff that was going down this week. Um, we yeah. got yeah. Apparently, 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 I. I creep on, uh, I creep on Muppets. You do! Cold Acid touched me in my private place! <laughs> so why'd you do that, Cold Acid? Why did you touch Elbow? I don't know, I'm just Muppet sexual, I guess. <laughs> no, you can't be Muppet sexual, that's bad, that's bad. I mean, Miss Piggy, <laughs> Miss Piggy is, uh, I don't know. The, okay, uh, uh, top, top three Muppets that you would have sex with. Go. Oh God! Don't um, say Ratso. Ratso's out. No. Come on, I, animal. Come on, you gotta pick something. Gonzo, maybe. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay. Yeah. No. What's next? What's number two? Well, obviously Elmo. Oh, Elmo. Yep, Elmo. Okay. Yeah. So wait a minute. Hold and yeah, on. Miss Piggy. And Miss Piggy. There you go. So what you're saying is that when you touched Elmo, it was out of love. Yeah, of course. Okay, okay, it's all right. I would, then. I would never touch anybody that way out of hate. Good job. Ah, ah. <laughs> oh boy, Fozzie. Someone see Brooklyn One Twelve says Fozzie. Yeah, Fozzie. Uh, probably good lover. That's what I think. Man, you know, I love, I love this. We we started as low as possible. There's only one And way now we're thinking about how to how to make how to bring things down even worse. Uh, yes, of course. Um, <laughs> to help us out, I got a hard cider. And this is Ooh, a nice. Windridge Cider, original hard cider, and it comes in a little 12-ounce can, and uh, it's pretty good. And what's that? It's a strawberry Haritos. Haritos! Trailblazers is what we are, Serpent says, and I think we are. <laughs> yep. Nowhere else on the No Agenda stream can you hear about sex with Muppets. The or molesting. <laughs> Wait a minute. They forget the golden rule, though. I mean, this is this is my advice to you, Cold Acid. You don't touch the Muppets. Let the Muppets touch you. I touch myself. God. I want you to know it. Oh Lord, here we go. Well, that was a clip for. I like that little sample you played right at the beginning. That was Darren O'Neill. Uh, and I was listening to Grumpy Old Benz today. By the way. Yeah, me too. Well, the first hour at least. Then I had to leave the office to get here on time. I think it's a it's a hard show to listen to. You know, it's a it's so long, and they always talk about uh, radical right wing politics. It's very hard to listen to. But I did get a, a couple of clips that I thought might be useful for rare encounter, and this leads into our next segment because uh, uh, this was from the previous episode. So the latest episode of Grumpy Old Benz was, uh, of course, one eighty seven. Uh, boost 
I'm sorry, 188, Piracy Poverty. Uh, but right before that, they had 187, Boost Pew Pew. And I went through, and I think we have some candidates for our pew sounds, our custom pew sound. I just want to run a couple of these by you, okay? How about this one? This one's Darren. Pew Pew! We can do okay. pew, that one, okay? Pew Pew! I got a couple of Ryans here. We got Pew Pew! There's that. I think that would be a good pew sound. Pew! That's another one. That's kind of in your face, you know? That's like a pew that just reaches out and smacks you. Here's the here's another one. Pew! Now that one was truncated. That sounded like he was holding something in. It was the pew was trying to come out and then it went yeah. back in. Pew! <laughs> Honestly, who cares? Have a pew fest. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're gonna do. So my uh, my little domination for our next episode is to shuffle one of those into our pew sound as the uh, the uh, the uh, well the custom sound that we do. What do you think about nice. that? I'll send you. I'll send you the files after I think, the show. I think. Yeah, we need we need to get that going where we've got like the uh, where we've got like the you know the rotating boost sounds like they got on Hog Story. Yeah, that, so between Hog Story, who who's had some great ones, Hog Story just had their episode three hundred eight. That was Sticker Face, and they were talking about another fluid, which was vabbing, and the world record pushing peanut with nose story. Uh, which I feel like that was in our show notes and we never covered it because maybe it was too stupid for us. I don't know. But uh, Hawk Story 308, that just dropped. That was on Monday. And between them and Behind the Schemes, well, Behind the Schemes had episode 109. That's Splud Shall Be the Yoke of the Law is the name of it. They have they have this uh, kind of oral language with the with their podcast because they change the sounds out and they match the show. And they do it really well. Like, Behind the Schemes has the goats, and they have the other, you know, sacrificial stuff. And Hog Story has something funny or some wacky clip. That, But the thing is, it usually works really well on those shows. Um, let's see, Bowl After Bowl had episode 179 that was Oracle of the Mushrooms. And they had the bowling ball sound. And I have a, I have a minor complaint with this, which is the bowling uh -oh. ball, the gutter ball already, or the I think it's the strike, actually, sound. That's already part of their oral language. We already know what that sound is for. You know, it's part of a segment on the show. And so it's like you got to, mm, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to fit. So there you go. Yeah, Peter Grill ISOs would be good, Servo. Uh, Lavash says more to come. <laughs> I think that uh, that's a little preview for what's coming on behind the schemes. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> oh, no, indeed. And yeah, that would be another good one. Just to close out this, uh, this little bit, um... They had uh, Angry Tech News, episode 38, also had, came out. It was Yay! iconic face print. <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, a lot of good podcasts out there. You can go listen to them. And I am just thrilled Grump Grumpy Old Benz is back. I do not like the time slot. That's my little bitch about it. It's just, uh, it's not good for me. I, I would like it to show. start an hour earlier. I would like it to start a day earlier so I can listen to it. <laughs> you know, before our podcast that I could talk about it. I heard them talking about this. Oh, well, he doesn't even listen to the show. Well, I listened to that part at least, but uh, it's hard to get through when you when you put it out in the middle of a day, you know, when like normal people who like to eat and uh, get paid, that's when we work. But anyway, I digress. There's people. Well, that's why that's why I like the idea of it starting at one o'clock Eastern, right? Because then you got your 12 to one lunch break. You come back you're You want to just, you know, just sit there and digest at your desk what better thing to have than, like, grumpy old Ben's to, to aid in the digestion process? 
It's, it's like, uh, you know those birds, they go out and they eat that gravel and it, uh, they keep it in their gullet. It helps them digest the food they eat. That's kind of like what Grumpy Old Ben's is to us. It's like the yeah. gravel in your gullet. Darren O, you're the gravel in my gullet. <laughs> okay, well, uh, after this long well, discussion... We, we've of, got some people to thank before we get on to our stories. We do, we Maybe do. Maybe we should do that. Uh, let's let's move on. We got some boostograms to talk about and donations, and uh, Cold Acid has got the list, and so take yep. it away. So, first off, we had... 3333 sats from NetNed just moments after we wrapped last week's episode. And he came in with the appropriate message, late booster. Ah, ah. Yay. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Thanks, Next. Next. Thank you, NetNed. Yeah, thank you, NetNed. Then today we got... 8888 sats from Carolyn Blaney, followed by another 8888 sats from Carolyn Blaney. In her first one, she said, Enjoying punk pre-stream, stream tunes in the cold basement. Looking forward to the show, break a leg, XO. She's in a cold Her basement? second message was, This chaotic track has so many layers. What was this called? It's got crunchy carrot crunches. <laughs> what? <laughs> so first... I'm I'm concerned. But hold on, hold on. How could it be? How could it be like? How could it be like carrot? Like if it's got layers, then isn't it an onion okay. or an ogre? <laughs> Carrots have layers if you peel them. If you start peeling a carrot too much, then you'll find out there's actually a bunch of layers in there. But you don't find the layers until you peel them off. That's all I'm uh, saying. I I I, 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 I see. You know, I bought all these carrots, and as soon as I peeled them, they were really skinny. Did I? <laughs> Do you know why that happened? You might have peeled them a bit much. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, thanks, Car Blaine. Sir Bemro says everybody has layers if you peel them. <laughs> yep. You know you know what the Boltons say? A flayed man tells no secrets. <laughs> yeah, flayed onion, uh, a blooming onion, man. That's delicious with lunch. That's what my, that's what I say. Yeah. Our final our final boost from before the show. Uh, was another 8888 sats from Booberry this time, and he says, the only reason I'd implant a brain chip on my own volition is to play whatever the hell we're listening to inside of my heads. Yes, it's perfect. Oh, boobs, I'm So Booberry has more than one head. Booberry is like that guy on Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace who narrated the pod race, whatever the character's name was. You know who he was played by, though? I, I was thinking he's more like Zaphod Beeblebrox. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's his name. And uh, he was voiced by Greg Proops of Who's Line no, Is Anyway. No, uh, Zaphod Beeblebrox was from... Oh, no, uh, you're right. That's the who's yeah. the other guy. Who's the guy from Star Wars? The other I don't know the guy from Star Wars. Ah, he was the announcer, and he was played by the guy from Who's Line Is Anyway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, there's your Star Wars Episode 1 Phantom Menace fact of the day. The only one you've heard all day. There's not a lot of facts left. So thanks, Booberry, and uh, for the for the message. I'll give you a little tip on where uh, where I'm getting this stuff from. It's a little known derpcore band, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll slip it to you on the slides. So you can pick something out of there you like. I, they have a big catalog, and, and I don't play all that. Sounds like you should slip it to Carolyn as well. Oh, I might. Carolyn. Speaking well, of which, Carolyn is our executive producer tonight, and I should have said that at the beginning of this segment. Yes, Carolyn Blaney, the one and only. Woo! Oh, oh I thought you had more. I was waiting for you. <laughs> Carolyn Blaney. No, no, no. Who is trapped in a cold basement 
I wonder if they let her, like, are you, can you get out if you blink twice, uh, if you're okay? Have you seen that cold basement? I wouldn't mind being trapped in there. That place is luxurious. Oh, the Did the you couch? see the couch? Yeah, I saw a picture of it. That yeah. Couch. This oh. fall, this fall, after the cottage is closed, I'm going to have to go pay a visit to my grandparents just so I could stop by Carolyn's mm. and get to, get to, uh, you know, experience the couch for myself. Yes. The um, way we do this show is it's value for value, so you can listen to the show for free. We don't charge you to listen. And what we all we ask that we do is you just consider if you enjoy it or not. If you have some fun and you think it's worth uh, something to you, you can send some of that value back. You decide what it's worth. We don't need, we're not even going to try and guess. Just tell us what you think it's worth by sending us a little value. We take uh, there's PayPal you can send in, though. Our preferred way these days is SATs which means uh, little pieces of Bitcoin you can send through a multitude of new podcast apps that are out there. You can find them at newpodcastapps.com. You can check out our show. Send them, stream them, stick them in a boost. Yes, I love it. That's a good, we got to get our copy down on this, you know. I've got little notes all over my room so I can remember things, you know, like the things I'm supposed to say. For example, I have a note on my speaker which says, Rare Encounter Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Otherwise, I'd forget when the show was. Oh, geez, that's pretty bad. <laughs> it, it's it been there for two years now, so I'm told. The bottom line is, if you go to rareencounter.net, you can find our IRC channel and find our old episodes and everything. And uh, you can find contact information. You can send us stuff, send us stories. A couple of people send us stories sometimes, and uh, we'll play them on the show. If they're good enough, they got to be good, though. Well, I don't know. I, I might still play them even if they're bad. I mean, <laughs> it couldn't be worse than the content I bring every week. Uh, well, Hi-oh! you want to you want to start off with uh, some of your content? Why did you kick it off this week? Yeah, sure. I'm I'm actually going to kick it off with uh, with some censorship talk. Uh oh, that's the kind yeah, of that's the kind of talk you can't talk about. Well, you remember how I was you remember how I was talking about Pingu before? Pingu? Noot noot. Yeah, Pingu. Noot noot. Well, Newt Newt motherfuckers, Pingu has been censored and banned in places. What? You know, I can still remember the excitement I felt when this theme song would pop on. The brief nonsensical jingle signified yet another installment of one of my favorite childhood television shows. If you're a millennial, it's quite likely that you're familiar with this clay animated classic as well. The fun-loving Pingu has been entertaining kids around the world since 1986. Whether he's with his younger sister, his girlfriend, or his homies, you can laugh your way through his misbehavior and shenanigans throughout the entirety of his five-minute episodes. Despite Pingu being a show for youngsters, however, a lesser-known fact about our beloved bird is that his antics have had him edited and pulled from networks on more than one occasion. From being too violent, scary, or outright questionable, here are 10 examples of when Pingu was banned or censored. All right, we're listening to a YouTube video. <laughs> no, we're just just the just the intro. I'm uh, putting the I'm putting the video in the in the notes so people can see. But yeah, uh Pingu has had his moments like when he when he had a drink that made him crazy or yeah. when he fell under the ice or simply all the times that he's just gone and smacked a hoe. Yeah, and they had that one episode where he took this little blue pill and he had a big boner the whole show. They cut that one, too. Oh, I I can't imagine why. Yes, Pingu. Pingu is the uh, the thing that will save the world. Everyone should watch Pingu. Pingu the Penguin. 
Seriously, though. Uh... Like... <laughs> no, God, I love it. I love it. Seriously, though, um, have you heard of this of this app called Manga Up? Uh, no, I have not. Well, now you're going to hear about it, and you're going to hear about why it sucks. Okay. So this is this is a this is a uh, this is an app that's actually uh, developed and released by Square Enix because besides doing video games, they're also a very sizable publisher of light novels and manga in Japan, and so. They have they have this app, of course, because a lot of people are now reading on their tablets and phones. And well, they've made the worst choices possible for censoring the light novels and manga available through the app to meet the requirements of shitty ass app stores from Apple and Google. And why I say this is because they black box everything. They like not even things you'd expect, like a kid's knee. So obviously they are using like some sort of really shitty AI to do this. And I can't wait for for CSB to look this up and uh, and look into it himself. But yeah, so they recently released the manga app up, the manga up app the in. In English, whereas originally it was only available in Japanese in Japan, and all sorts of things that are that their AI considers too sexual are being are being censored out. Even when people are like fully dressed, like there is a there is from uh, there is from one manga I saw they they just because the tits were the tits were too big. They blacked them out, despite the fact that they that the girl who owned said tits was wearing a buttoned-up shirt all the way to the collar, pretty much. And at most, you might see a little hint of the color of her bra. Hmm. There's another case where a lady wearing jeans has her pubic area censored, despite the <laughs> fact there is nothing there to see. I thought you said apparently, pubic hair. Apparently... This app does not like vagina bones. No. I want my vagina bones, damn it. <laughs> those bones, man. You got to get those bones. So, yeah. what? no titty, no titty allowed on this. Now, apparently, apparently th after this article on Pew. bounding into comics was released, they did release a statement and it says, in consideration of each mobile platform's policies, some modifications were unavoidable to release the app to the whole world outside of Japan. This is not limited to only English-speaking countries. We are still in the early exploratory stages and will strive to improve while listening to your feedback. In the meanwhile, some of the content is available uncensored through other official streams, so please continue supporting the artists. Thank you for your patience. Jeez. Manga Up Global Team. You know what I say? Yeah, yeah, you can get the same content uncensored, and that for free. Once again, once again, business has shown that if you don't have a physical copy, piracy is the best option. Yep. They really blocked out the cat from Soul Eater. Yeah. Yeah? Well, I mean, what the f what's the fun of reading Soul Eater if you don't have the stuff like that in there? Come on, guys. This is fucking stupid. <sighs>
Yeah, who sent who censors like clothed women? That is like well, China retarded. did. So the other people who did this well, were all Chinese. Okay, communists. yeah, China did, but fuck China. They. I just want to remind everyone: China stole my wiggles, okay? And I'm still mad about it. They stole your wiggles. They stole my fucking wiggles. How'd they steal your wiggles? They they uh, redrew everything. <laughs> oh, I'm making I a callback, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we, we oh somebody... yeah, that's right too. I remember. I remember also uh, in China, a dragon maid had all the had breast reductions on all the dragons. They did. They did. It was terrible. Yeah. Fucking China. Yep. 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 It was awful, man. They're cover. I I understand what you mean now. They're like censoring people wearing jeans somehow. Like I don't know. Maybe the, there's some there's some psychosexual energy going on here because covering the fully clothed genitals of a woman with a black bar is somehow making it more erotic than than uh, it was earlier. I don't know. This is weird. Yeah, there there's that as well. It's it's a funny effect where where like sometimes like yeah, you you see you see what's what's been censored and it's like yeah, that seems fine. You see it on its own, just the black box covering it, and your mind can go to all sorts of depraved, dirty places. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, but uh, yes, I want my vagina bones. So, Square Enix, this is like some fucking faux pas. They're not like a minor player. How do they do this? No, How do they get away they, with it? Like I said, uh, like I said, it is very likely they trained some. AI and set it loose on the manga for the for the English releases and for every other language that they're going to release it in. Well, you know, I've had some bad experience. I, I was thinking about AIs today because I was using Microsoft products. And for a company that Ugh. touts AI and all their stupid marketing material, oh, here's it's the new big thing. Look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have an AI that's dealing with... Uh, you know, what was it they were doing? Machine learning to identify the shapes of Cheetos on an assembly line. That, and the a, uh, camera connected to uh, a program was going to learn how to identify whether the Cheetos were in spec or not just by looking at them in a way that Didn't was Didn't we faster. talk cover this before? We, we did. and so Something like it, yeah. Yeah, Microsoft was involved in that. And so this is like what they do. But I guess, I don't know. It seems like what they do is just bill everyone's checking account every month. But what the... Um, what they can't seem to do is figure out when you put an underscore inside a word, you should stop trying to spell check it and autocorrect the capitalization. Like if you're writing a variable name inside a document and there's a it's case sensitive, right? You want to make sure you put the right. case. OK, in first of all, I need like, to I need to ask, first of all, why are you writing code in Microsoft Word? I'm not writing code. I'm writing proposals. Which have to be in uh, their documents. They're not code. And so you want to make references to things because you're explaining how things work, right? And every time you type one of these, it, you'd figure out if there's two underscores in a word, stop drawing a fucking red line under it. Maybe that might be a good idea. There's no way to, to get rid of that except you could ignore it in every instance. Uh, you can right-click on the dozen things on your screen and say add to dictionary or ignore all. And that works for about 10 seconds until anything in the document changes. And then all the red lines come back. Then you the other possibility is you just turn off spell check altogether, which is marginally better because 
at least you don't have the irritation of having these little red squiggles under everything. So Servo has already has already called out what I was about to say in the chat, but use Emacs and org mode and just export the document. Yeah, but those aren't publications. You'll be much happier that way. No, I don't think so. Um, Also, speaking speaking about spell check, hold on. Speaking about spell check, I saw in the subway recently an advertisement. Well, not really an advertisement, I guess. A PSA from some organization about, like, oh, Spellcheck doesn't include, like, South Asian names. Well, Spellcheck, as I've seen it, it doesn't include Eastern European names either. Every time I've spelt my name, I get the red fucking squiggles. <laughs> same with, same with like, okay, you spell check African names, spell check East Year, East Asian names. Hell, some places in like Western Europe, it it like has a fucking brain fart and goes, this can't be legitimate. This can't be a real word. <laughs> fucking spell check is bullshit and the devil, and nobody should actually use it. They should go back to actually. Looking at words in the dictionary if they think it looks funny. And, you know, fucking correct your own fucking spelling. Stop using autocorrupt. All of you people must have a very low page count output if you believe any of that. You need these tools, man. They're helpful. That's all I have to yeah, say about le- it. Well, yeah. Try try using spell check when you're doing, like, German. <laughs> I don't, yeah, okay. I'll believe that. It's very irritating. Also, when you get a, here's, here's my other irritation while we're uh, talking about uh, documents. I want to point out that the, uh, when you get one of those documents that are A4 sized and then uh, you have to fit it onto letter paper, it's always an extra hassle. It seems like it's harder than it should be. I think everybody should just, you know, just America needs to make the switch already to ISO. Yeah, man, it's. It's the perfect it's the perfect ratio the the A series of papers because if you cut it equally on the on the long side the two pieces that you get have the same dimensions as the original piece there's none of this bullshit when you need to like resize a picture or or a document when you're like doing photocopies and stuff not like not like with letter and legal and all these like weird american sizes that don't make any sense you just set the you and your freedom units are a pain in the ass look if you want it to be equal when you fold it you know or cut it then you just set the margins and gutters so that the uh the material's all in the right place that's all i have to say (laughs) uh like regular notepad exe says that's bobby all right we're starting up this is this the most popular topic we've ever had in the chat room? I'm just scrolling up. Everyone wants to talk about Microsoft Office and documents. Amazing. I don't know. Well, you've got something that sounds like a conspiracy theory in the making. I want I want to hear what you have to say about these holes. These holes, man. So these holes uh, were not made were for made me. Were made for you. They were not made for me. This hole is not mine. <laughs> Uh, these holes were found at the bottom of, uh, a mountain range, a submerged mountain range in the mid-Atlantic, and they were found by NOAA, it's the National Ocean, oh, geez, now I can't remember what the acronym says, NOAA, everyone knows who NOAA is, you all know who it is, then they, uh, they found this train of holes, it kind of looks like, um, 
what's the tool called? God has an underwater hole punch. There's a there's a tool that you use when you're doing seams. Um, it's like a little wheel with some spokes on it that that puts out a regular like dotted pattern when you roll it on, and it has a name, and I can't remember the name of the name. Oh, thing like the now. like the things for like when you're doing that like kind of cheap ass binding, right? I'm talking for, about like reports and shit. I'm talking about like sewing, but yeah, sure. Why oh. the hell not? Um, also, there's also a set of tools that draw different kinds of dotted lines, like drafting tools where you can set it and you can set the dot, dot, dash pattern and everything. And then you just roll it along in it, in it. Or the street painting equipment. Uh, yeah, the street painting equipment. That's great. Well, someone had some kind of, uh, ocean floor drilling equipment that did something like that some kind of repeating stabbing motion going down into the to the ocean floor because they have these they, they kind of look t-shaped in some of these but they're like slots they're these train of slots at the uh the bottom of the ocean and no one's really sure where they came from they just found them they put one of these uh, uh underwater cameras down there and took a picture of it and they said, what's the quote? We observed several of these sublinear sets of holes in the sediment. These holes have been previously reported from the region, but their origin remains a mystery. Noah you know Ocean what it is? I know what it is. What is it? It's it's the map designers screwed up when uh, <laughs> when lining things up between the adjacent cells. Yeah, that could on be On the it. world map. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is where the continent was glued together. <laughs> poorly understood deep water areas of the charlie gibbs fracture zone is where this was i like that they start the description of the place as poorly understood deep water areas that kind of gives sets the mood doesn't it yeah it does you can't just say uh down the block and around the corner it's poorly understood down the block and around the corner <laughs> <laughs> they, they're, they're putting they're they're putting you in the right headspace to like figure out if it's aliens or like super intelligent uh octopi or what octopodes octopods octopodes octopodus oh that may that reminds me of the story that i heard on the radio today yes about uh yeah was this NPR? you gotta hear it was this npr no was this wasn't npr this wasn't npr what's this the canadian, was what's, what's the canadian version of npr is it cpr it would be cbc oh, okay but no, this was this was on the rock station that I listened to, and the in the afternoon guy, he he hears and finds some weird stuff, and apparent apparently, a dude was arrested for trying to break into Space Force headquarters recently, <gasps> with a stolen truck that he that he stole and drove across the state to get there. So, and the reason for this, because because Donald Trump use some mind control device to have him warn them that the Chinese have have found dragons that they are going to use to attack American space uh, assets and aliens are coming. God, that's kind of uh kind of scary, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, on the horror, in the horror movies, there's always that one guy who like says like, if we if we don't do X, then all this bad shit's going to happen. Nobody listens to him, and then all the bad shit happens because nobody did X, Jeez. right? 
So are these? So like, yeah, watch out! Watch out for Chinese dragon aliens. Well, if, in the in the future, you know this is uh, maybe like Dragon Riders of Pern kind of shit going on, with the dragons flying in space and uh, doing doing all kinds of shit in the future. I think that's uh, I yeah. think this is a warning. And of course, of course, the guy the guy who did this, you know what? He he is he is America's number one superhero. It's Florida Man. Florida Man! Well, tell me about Florida Man. What did he do this time? That's what I'm saying. He he stole he stole a oh, oh, he... Ford F-150 to drive to Patrick Space Force Base and warn them about the dragons and the aliens. Is that where Space Force Headquarters is? I had no idea. I thought Space Force Headquarters was uh, the Pentagon. Yeah, apparently, apparently it's... Uh, it's Patrick Space Force Base in Broward County, Florida. Broward County, man. Is it Broward or something? Brevard. Else? Brevard. In this case, right. it's Brevard. It's not Broward County. So That's a different place. Cowards in Broward. Oh, it wasn't Trump. It's it's uh, Flynn? President Biden oh. got in his head to, to tell him to steal the truck and drive there to warn about the... Uh, about the aliens and dragons. Oh, man, that's a key detail. Yes, I can't believe we got that yeah. right. Yeah. That's terrible. I, I heard Trump on the on the radio, but finding the news article about it, it's Biden. It's Biden, man. It's Biden, man. So this guy was riding with Biden trying to get the dragons from the Chinese. Try, trying to trying to save the US from the Chinese dragons. This is a, this is a lot of fun, man. So, what happened to him? Did he get shot? No, he got arrested. Well, I guess that's what you get in that. In I'll tell you what happens in D.C. Not a lot of people know this. It doesn't make the news, but it happens all the time. Uh, people could just get shot trying to run barricades. You go to the right. You go yeah. to one of these bases over in D.C. They just routinely kill people. <laughs> when if you drive your truck past the guards, the barricade, they shoot you on sight, and they don't. And they keep shooting till you're dead. And it never makes the news, but it happens a couple I, times I think a year. That goes. I think that goes with a number of other bases, not just ones in the D.C. area. Well, I tell you, try 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 speeding into speeding into Groom Lake. There's a couple. You're gonna of, be you're gonna be iced pretty quickly out there in the desert. There's a couple of them around where I think they stop you. <laughs> they they ask a question at least before they uh, before they kill you. But uh, not in DC. They don't they don't fuck around there. No. Wow, Patrick Space Force Base. You know they changed a lot of bases to Space Force bases. I mean Shriver's is a Space Force base. Now it was an Air Force base when I lived there. Um, Vandenberg, that's a Space Force base. Was an Air Force base taking over the place man yeah well space is important and it's big so they need a lot of bases space is big man it's hard uh, to... i'm just bringing the facts here i mean you're right it's hard to think of anything bigger yeah <laughs> i mean it's from what we can just from what we can see it's like 96 billion light years across oh man so i've got um i've got some clown stuff Ooh. <laughs> so the first, the first one, I'm hoping uh, this is going to be a dud, maybe. I don't know. We'll, we're going to find out if the clip even plays. Let's try it. Yeah, okay. It's going to take me a second to get this queued up, but the while well, I'm stalling by talking to you, I'm going to tell you what you're about to listen to. This is a YouTuber who hangs out on, um, I suppose, YouTube. 
or it might be a TikToker. I can't remember who the fuck this is. Some social media whore. And he walks around interviewing strangers on the street trying to figure out what they're up to. You know, what do they do? Where'd you go to school? What'd you study? How do you, how you like the work you're doing? Where do you work? Uh, how much, and he asks him every time he asks him how much money you make, it seems like, which is kind of fun. But uh, he's interviewing a guy on the street and he uh, has some uh, interesting comment about his the best class that he took in college. And so here's the clip. Uh, bachelor's. Where'd you go? I went to uh, St. Rose College. Was it worth it? Honestly, I'd say yeah. Not because of what I studied, but like I took a clowning class there. I shit you not, I had to take it for a gym credit. They taught you everything. How to walk on stilts, how to juggle. How to make balloon animals. Actually, I still carry them on me. I can make you one if you want. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Why Why are you carrying this? It makes people happy. See people that. never expected. I'll be honest, COVID fucked my social skills, whatever ones I had. So, like, I've been trying to, like, slowly relearn, go out, meet people, talk. This is a nice vehicle for that because nobody ever expects it. I definitely did not expect this. <laughs> Everyone's got their own lives. Like, I got my issues. Everybody's got issues. You know, that's sure. life, you know? We struggle. There's entropy. We die. But everything we do in between those two moments makes it worth it. And I get to share this moment with you. Dude, you what? I've, ne I've never gotten a balloon animal before. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god. I was goodness. always scared of clowns. They gotta modernize clowns, you know? Get rid of the scary makeup and... Absolutely. Last question yeah. is what... Yeah, there you go. That's his... Yeah. That's his his bit. I cut it off right before the punchline. My, my, my biggest takeaway from that, my biggest takeaway from that is the whole, like, Suddenly balloon animals. <laughs> he had it right there. And he had the pump. He's pumping up this balloon so he could turn it into a little doggy and give it to a stranger on the street. It was, it was fantastic. So this guy, uh, I just want to ask you, what uh, what kind of job do you think he had? What was his real um, job? I saw your notes, so I know what his real okay, job is. Okay, you know is. what it is. He was an IT guy. He was the head of an IT yeah, department. Yeah, he's a clown named Ben. He is a clown named Ben. Uh, clowning it up, dog. And he's out to modernize clouds, man. So he doesn't want the scary AI dot clowning. <laughs> AI dot clowning. <laughs> yes. Can we get an artificial clown? I'm done with artificial intelligence. I've, I've seen I've seen artificial clowns. They used to have like you, they used to have like these like little tin animatronics, right? And I've seen some of those that were cl clowns and. Jesus fucking Christ! You think you think like the actual clowns are scary? This thing will eat your dreams. Jesus Christ! What are they? What are they made out of? Like you said, latex or something? No, I, I said like like tin, like tin, tin yeah, or tin. lead. The, the, so they're they like have sheets a... of tin or sheets of lead, and just like I, you know, ha hammered and shaped together, and and with like little little like rods and. And ropes and stuff to make them move. They don't even put like uh, fake skin on them. No, no, they just they just use like the the old lead based paints <laughs> on them. So even so, like even if you're not afraid of how it looks, like just handling it or licking it could still kill you. And people wonder why Showbiz Pizza is out of business. <laughs> God, this is fucking horrifying. Well, these were things from like the from like the mid late nineteenth century and early twentieth century, right? Oh my god! Before before we had action figures and shit. Oh man, that was back the dark old days of Chuck E. Cheese. These, these, it, these things are the sort of thing you would expect to see on Pawn Stars, and <laughs> like, and like you know, most of the guys being like. 
no, this is a piece of crap, right? We'll give you 10 bucks for it. And then Chumley, like, befriends it and talks to it and takes it home with him. <laughs> no, that is perfect. Oh, God, I want to see this shit. You, do you have, I want a picture of this thing. We got to find one maybe for next episode. We might. <laughs> we to see these clowns, <laughs> we, I, Yeah, we got to find pictures of this, uh, of uh, these things, yeah. Chum Lee, man. He's uh, he's still around. Who's the guy who died from there? Oh, did the old man pass on? No, it was a pawn, one of the Pawn Stars characters. Um, it wasn't Chum Lee. It was the... There was another guy on there, and now I cannot remember what the... What his name was. Was it? No, I don't know. I don't know. I just remember hearing something like that. Shit. Richard Benjamin Harrison. Okay. Well, rest in peace. Yeah, that the was man. the... Yeah, it was that the was man. the old man. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's too bad. That was a fun show. You know, that was a good... Reality TV in its prime was like 2006 <laughs> on the History Channel. <laughs> And yeah, that was one. That was one of the few good. Uh, well, supposedly there was a lot of staging that was involved in that show, honestly. But, but like the the neat shit that people would bring in and then be like, yeah, let's get this on. The, let's get this thing on the show. And well, I, I the only I've only ever heard one bad thing about this. This was from some bartenders who used to they go up to the Sturgis uh, bike rally. And bartend, you know, they bring in a bunch of people, extra staff every year when they have that thing. And um, bartender I knew, uh, she would travel up there, and that was where she make a shitload of money bartending for Sturgis. You know, it's a it's a good gig. And she was talking about when she was up there working at a place. They had Rick Harrison, who's the uh, like I don't know the fifty year old guy. Um, he's the bald guy everyone recognizes from Palm, yeah. Palm Stars. And she said he was a total dick. Uh, and he walked in, he was, um, well, he paid, he was paying money, but then he would do, he apparently got up on top of the bar and pissed all over it and then threw hundred dollar bills at people and walked out. And it was like, wow, oh, fuck, come on. Now you're a douchebag. Oh, jeez. So, I don't know. Maybe that's hearsay. It's <laughs> for me, it's uh, at least a uh, second generation hearsay, but that's, uh, the only thing I have against the show now is I've, I've just heard it, this guy it, is not a it, good guy to be around. It's believable with him because, like, he has shown even on the show uh, quite a bit of attitude, and and like been like an absolute dick in front of the camera, never mind behind it. So long, but if you if you've got like classic cars, then like he will be a kitty cat. <laughs> yes, but uh, I don't know. That's I I feel bad with people like harass or you know exploit the bartenders because you know they're just there it's their there's a power yeah. differential when the celebrity comes in and you can't get rid of them you know there's that uh i don't know i don't like that stuff yeah well in uh, so i i got something else okay. i got something else as well yeah roll into um, it. yeah so this this was out of conversation today on the fetty but uh hacking mcdonald's so this is another YouTube video, and uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play the video itself, but I did grab a couple of clips from it that uh, that I really enjoyed, and I want to I want to play those clips at least. So, and there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. There we have. I like I like that. I don't like the background music in that, but I think that makes for 
that can make for a decent ISO, especially especially when like closing up a topic and moving on to the next. If it just wasn't for that background. But the one the gold the gold one for me is this statement where he's where he's wrapping up the video and like this is the power of exploiting a very simple system and my goodness is it just majestic it, it's actually pretty <laughs> funny the thing the th things people did the exploits like one of them was was if you you could order a dollar burger right in some places and you could add an extra an extra meat patty to it, but the cost of that would be a dollar ten. However, you could also remove the existing meat patty, and because the system was stupid, it, it turned you got like ketchup bun for negative ten cents. So if you wanted a free burger, you just ordered ten um, meatless burgers essentially, and one regular one dollar burger. And there you go, free free burger. <laughs> that is terrible. That's uh, someone's mistake, man. And that's that's just the first. That's just the first one. There's like three or four different exploits that were covered. Unfortunately, all the people who figured these out were were at least gray hats, if not white hats. They they all reported. They all reported their exploits to Microsoft, or not to Microsoft, to McDonald's to fix. Yeah, I don't. And, this is... and I keep saying Microsoft, but then again, if you think about it, Microsoft is kind of the McDonald's of software anyways. I'm not a gray hat or a white hat or anything, man. I'm a Burger King crown. That's what I am. That's the fucking way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that crown, Doug. That's what I want. Rolling with the kids. So yeah, this baby. this is a pretty this is a pretty funny video. And this guy who did this, uh, he's got a whole bunch of other uh, exploit videos, such as Domino's versus hackers, which like stories about getting free pizzas through exploits. I don't know. So what... yeah, this is, I've I've got to see more of these videos now. Oh, that's good. Who was it? Who was it? Uh, who? Who sent Ronald Serpenko's Ronald McGates? There you go. That's what Bill Ronald Clinton, McGates. Uh, Bill, nice. Bill. Uh, Bill needs his. He needs his. Uh, that pie in the face. That was basically his kickstart into McDonald's uh, world. And you know, if instead of buying all of the farmland in the U.S., he just bought all the McDonald's franchises, I wouldn't mind him that much. Uh, it saying. was effortless. Who who linked this to me? Yes. Because I because I posted this morning, yeah, on uh, on NAS. Remember, friends, if it's not physical, piracy is the best option. I stand by that. Sir Bemrose. He says, linked this video as a, as a point counterpoint. Sir Bemrose says, so, "Thank you, effortless." Sir Bemrose says, "McBalmers." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm trying to five make five piece McOffice. Five piece. Thanks, Mc Serpent. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Satya McDouble. Yeah, Does that work Satcha. maybe. <laughs> can we get? Can we do one of those? Satcha, Satcha fish fillet. Satcha fish fillet. Satcha, I hardly <laughs> know you. God, uh... quarter excel with cheese. <laughs> we are so deep right now. This is fucking stupid. All right, can I save us? Can I save us? Yeah, bring the next topic. Okay, here we go. Transition. Meanwhile, on the moon, a Russian robot breaks a child's finger. 
I, I have well, heard this story. Guess, guess that's it. Guess that's it. The, uh, that's the robot you... revolution is happening. Pack <laughs> it up, people. The AI is taking over. No, this is from Sky uh, uh, News.Sky.com. Has chess robot breaks seven-year-old boy's finger, and this was a robot that they had leased to play chess against humans as kind of a fun thing you could do when you were hanging out um, at the Moscow Open, and they had... This is, I guess it's on news.sky.com, but it was from TASS, which I guess is a Russian uh, uh, news service. And, it is. And they have a uh, the situation where they had a kid playing against the robot, and so the, you'd make a chess move, and then the robot would go down and pick up a chess piece and move it. And uh, they think that there wasn't enough training or something. They, they didn't tell the kid, don't keep your hands in your pockets when you're not moving the – until the robot makes his move, I guess. And so what he did is he – it sounds like, according to the article – he moved his piece, and then he went out and he reached out and he grabbed another piece right when the robot was trying to grab the, uh, you know, make a move. And it grabbed his finger and broke the thing. So there. Serves you right, I guess. Apparently, the child played the very next day, finished the tournament into cast, and the volunteers helped to record the moves, said Mr. Lazarev. <laughs> yeah. And so this is the... Uh, this is the whole story. I think we've already gone beyond what it's worth, but the headline was fun. Chess robot breaks seven-year-old boy's finger. I well, still think that this is the prelude to the uh, to the robo-apocalypse. You know, I saw the Animatrix. I don't remember this part from it. <laughs> I remember the little, yeah, the boy was the Pomeranian shitting everywhere. I remember that from the Animatrix. Uh, but I don't remember this part. Now, I know you've got some more Russia news as well. Oh, tell me about my Russia news. I wasn't re actually ready. Um, oh. Yeah, okay, I got it. Uh, Russia is uh, planning to quit the International Space Station, according to the, uh, the people making threats about it. This is according to NDTV, so I don't, I'm not familiar with NDTV. I can't vouch for them. Uh, well, I've heard this. I've heard this from other places as well, so... The version of the story I have is... Um, I, it's a French outlet, I guess. So take that with a grain of frog. The announcement comes as tensions rage between the Kremlin and the West over Moscow's military intervention in Ukraine and several rounds of unprecedented sanctions against Russia. And the, the way I read this is this is a threat. Um, and we'll see what really happens. They say after 2024. So what they're doing is making noises about doing it later, not now. And uh, you always have to be suspicious when someone makes a threat like that. Like, eh, you really gonna do it? I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's a way to uh, to make things happen uh, to shore this up. Now, the so. thing how I've how I've seen this put is that this is like an existential threat to the ISS if Russia pulls out because without them at this point, there's no way we can we can send people up there and bring them back and resupply the place. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we're now sending up stuff to the ISS via SpaceX launches, I believe. So Maybe. even if even if Russia, even if Russia quits, I don't think it, they can like take back their toys so to speak. The modules they've sent up are still going to be there and part of it. And everything else can still continue just as it always has. The um, story's going to play out. We'll be tracking this one as new. This is 
as new new events unfold, uh, this is probably the closest to political news we're going to do on Rare Encounter, uh, because this is uh, actually, I think this is relevant and interesting enough. We we can make this a story for Ari. The yeah, the way that they do all the launches now, just just until very recently, the only people who actually had a rocket that was making it into orbit on a regular basis and could you know produce them uh, was the cosmonauts. So yeah, well, let's see what happens. Um, let's see. You got anything left in the rundown? I got a comment about. Oh yeah, anime. we got we got anime news to talk about. Um. Oh, I got a clown. I want to go back to to the clown news. Oh I, yeah, I you've got something. a you've got a clown story, don't you? I didn't blow my whole clown load. I gotta try again. Um. <laughs> so let's just start where we left off. We got another uh, clownogram. Yeah. This is the clown summer, and we have another anonymous submission. Um, with a story about clowns, and I'd like to read it to you, if you're ready for it. I'm ready. So we've got, uh, let me just read it. Okay, it says, <coughs> Please keep me anonymous. When I was a young girl, I went to a friend's birthday party at a big house on the shore of the Ohio River. There was a clown who I thought was very scary. He had a big head and two very loud horns, one in each hand. He would honk at the children, who would scream and run away. The parents didn't care and got drunk and ignored us. When it got dark, the clown put on a light-up costume and got juggling pins that had lights in them. My friend's dad, who was really drunk, talked the clown into going out on one of the little rowboats that was moored at the dock and juggling the lit pins on the river for us. The clown took his stuff, got in the boat, and rowed out to the river. It was pretty far. The tide was a little rough. It was a fairly windy night. The clown stood up and started juggling, but then the boat started to shake and turn. The clown lost his balance, and the boat keeled over, and he fell in the river. The weight of his costume, I guess, was pretty heavy. This blot of light splashed and fought on the dark water. It was a moonless night, as I recall, and some of the parents ran over to the dock to try and help. And eventually, they got a boat out there for a rescue. From where I was watching at the shore, I could see the blot of light struggle out in the blackness, and then slowly dip, bob, and fade away. I'm not sure if the parents reported the missing clown. I hope they did was a different time though but they certainly never talked about that party ever again love the show i also love anime and hentai anonymous thanks anonymous there's your clownogram for to for today this these are fucking great um and creepy by the way they are anonymous i don't know who sent that in so yeah. whoever you are uh thank you keep them coming this is uh wait let let us know (laughs) let us know if you've ever had dreams of a dead waterlogged clown yep yep they say when a clown dies his nose keeps growing do they now yeah let me start over let me do that joke again okay let me start over okay ready they say when a clown dies his shoes keep growing and there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's close this fucking show. <laughs> what do you got? You got another thing? Do your thing. I got, yeah, we'll I got, I got, I got another thing. So, so here's two of the shows that I've been watching. First is Sorry Demo Ayumu wa 
Yosuke Kuru, or when will Ayumu make his move? And this is this is the show I mentioned before, where it's uh, where it's the the girl and the younger guy who are essentially a two-person shogi club in high school, and he's he's jonesing for her, and she is low-key starting to jones for him, and it's just like you know your your traditional your traditional shy kids rom com, right? Mm -hmm. But with shogi, and, and it's pretty it's actually pretty neat, and I mean the person the person who created it, right? Is also the person who's behind like Takagi Sen, and oh, uh, so so everyone has a five head Kunoichi Subaki. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you so say, it, I know exactly. Yeah, so what... it, it's his, his, it's his. Like you can tell, like the character designs, uh, the fact that the main girl, <laughs> the main girl, like always, has has a biggish forehead, right? Yes. Uh, and there's always the there's always like the big boobed cat faced girl who who hangs around her as a friend. You know, I've never seen this show, but I know exactly what everything inside it looks like because it's probably the same as the last three things he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> um any other anime? The other the other one that I'm watching, and I've got I've got two things for this. The first one is I came across a while ago a website called Act Select, which is a which is a Japanese website <laughs> that cold as that a... has like all the Sega fonts. Ah, I was hoping it was about Chicken Selects. Okay, go ahead. No, no, it's 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 Sega fonts. Like how I was talking about the DOS fonts last week, and this week it's like the Mega Drive font and the Sonic font and all of that and. Some of them are even available as like TTFs you can download and use. But the what bring what connects this to anime is Isekai Oji-san or Uncle from Another World, which is another show that I'm watching. <laughs> and like I mentioned this one before, so Guy was Isekai'd and his uh, his body in the real world was in a coma for 17 years. He returns from from the other world. He knows magic, and he moves in with his nephew and starts doing YouTube videos where he's showing <laughs> off his magic and stuff. And he is obsessed with Sega. Sega. Oh, jeez. So this is actually a really fun one to watch. Uh, the, the character designs, artwork, probably not going to tickle everyone's fancy especially especially people who prefer the the really cutesy looking anime stuff as uh this guy is he is he is not good looking he, he is downright ugly for an anime character but uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty funny show and the the original manga itself is uh really amusing too hmm well, I had a little run-in with uh, Luminous Witches. Um, I watched uh, another episode. I'm not completely up-to-date on it, but I I, uh, I did read some. Or well, watch some, I don't know what I'm saying. But the uh, my biggest fear about it, and I've been on this fear for a little while, is that the music inside it would not be what I wanted. You know, I, I thought it was going to be basically J-pop crap. 
And I have a, a good report. Um, they've actually done kind of period-appropriate music in inside the show. So the opening and, and ending themes are, you know, J-pop stuff. But then the actual songs in the show are, well, they sound a little like this. There's a little clip from the episode three. So it's not J-pop, right? No, this is not J-pop. And, and so they have the characters singing the melodies and the instrumentation is period appropriate is my takeaway from this. This is um, like if you go look at the score for, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something that came out in the 40s. It's they're actually doing what I wished that they would do. It's actually really cool. Now, everything is in Japanese, but when you read the subtitles, it's all, um, you know, in the style of 40s and 50s maybe 30s and 40s era love songs and things like that. So it's uh, it's everything I wanted in terms of the music. Now, the, the show itself is a little subdued. It's more, it's less manic and it's more, um, you know, drama and kind of low-key drama, actually. And the, it's not, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's very, um, uh, not etchy. I don't know what the right word is. You know, it's <laughs> the, Strike Witches has always had a reputation for being just wacky and and uh, there's boobs everywhere. This one is everyone's wearing clothes. Everything's very uh, kind of demure and uh, it's, yeah, it's not pantsy witches this time. I had the the vocabulary word ready to go and I cannot remember it now. But that's uh, my problem, not yours. So we'll just live with the fact I couldn't remember it. But the uh, bottom line is it's. It's not what I was expecting. It's a different direction. I'm not sure I hate it, but it's... Uh, we'll see what happens in the next episode. That's kind of where I am with Strike Witches right now. Um, let's see. We got Boostergrams at the end of the show. We got some Yeah, helipad, we do. Helipad reporting. We got, we got a few of them. We got a few of them here. And uh, I'll start reading through them. The first one... Hold on a second. That's an interesting number. I have to look up that number because... I think I recognize it from something. Oh, yes. Yes, Boobery sent us the original IBM PC in SATS 5150. Oh, yeah? With the message, how do you make a Muppet cry? Rub your bloody dick on its hand. Oh, Elmo. Boost basket. <laughs> That's the boost basket for Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, did, if you didn't know, here's your... Here's your cue to boost. You know you want to. There you go. <laughs> Boozed. Boozed. The next one, 3333 sats from Cotton Gin, and he said, Oops, I just woke up. Boostagram. Yeah, there you go, Cotton Gin, with your boostagram. <laughs> Good job! Boost. Oh, yeah, 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 I got that one too. <laughs> then we got 7777 sats from C Brooklyn 112, and he said, Some Muppets are looking for their virginity. Well, they're not going to find it here. We're going to need a bigger boost. <laughs> Jeez. I'm going to come. Yes, we are. <laughs> Next, we got 1337 sats from Cotton Gin, and he asks, 
Oh, are we bothering Sir Bemrose? The hills are alive huh? with boosting. <laughs> I don't know why I have all these Yay! fucking clips. Oh god. <laughs> you have a whole you have a whole a Git repository of of boost clips. I've never played them on you this show. You collect them. You collect them like like uh, red-hatted kids collect Pokemon. <laughs> I've <laughs> I've never even played them on Rare Encounter. I'm realizing that we have. And yet all these you're still you, and yet you're still the Ash Ketchum of boost clips. We have the boosts. We have the boosts. Yeah, we have the boosts. Yeah, we have the boosts. That's true. <laughs> Fine, we got one more as well. Thirty-three, thirty-three sats from Carolyn Blaney, you and she says, "Go ahead." And she says, "Spell check be damned. Make all the spelling mistakes." You better be spelled M S T A K S S. Yes, Carolyn Blaney with the three, 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 three sets. Uh, boosting are, uh, from Fountain, it looks like, from the previous episode. Some of these, like 1337 from Cotton Gin, you said, was, uh, 107 Live. Uh, we got yeah, some Yeah, why, did, why, why didn't you boost, uh, from the live take, Carolyn? Yeah, yeah, Carolyn. Yeah, Carolyn. If that is your real name. It is. <laughs> All right, well, that's, I've met uh, her. That, that, I'm jealous. That, um, wraps everything up for today's uh rare encounter and i think wait i gotta hit the button here if we want to close the show there we go i had to reach over my drink oh there we go ah so much better you know this is my favorite sound on rare encounter by the way yeah because (laughs) it's over because it's over a lot of people think this is the best part of the show. I've heard. I've heard i know darren believes it all right well until next time i've been abel kirby i've been cold acid all right stay fruity boys Adios. I had a good woman. But she laid down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she laid down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?